Uncluttered and Unfiltered is brought to you in part by our latest obsession, Pain Cakes. Pain Cakes are the revolutionary cold pack that stick to you so you can stick to your routine. Whether you're pounding the pavement as a runner like me or you're tackling the clutter as a professional organizer like Christine, Pain Cakes has got you covered. Pain Cakes comes in three sizes and can be used again and again. We both keep them in our freezers. And when we feel an ache or a pain, you just stick them on your body. You can do it a hundred times. It's all the benefits of using a cold pack, but no downtime. Find pancakes at pain-cakes.com or at thousands of retailers nationwide. Welcome to Uncluttered and Unfiltered, the podcast urging you to let it go and don't look back with nationally acclaimed professional organizer, Christine Stone and self-proclaimed hot damn mess radio and TV personality, Eden Kindle. Welcome everybody to Uncluttered and Unfiltered. I'm Eden. And I'm Christine. And this is our self-care episode. Self-care, what in the world does that mean? Well, before we get to what that could mean, let's talk about a couple of things. First of all, some of you have recently found us. We had a uh, uh, a nice write-up uh, on a website and on a Facebook page of a local radio station. So for those of you guys who found us through WEJZ in Jacksonville, we appreciate you being here and we love having you. We want to also say a big hello to Michelle. Michelle was one of the many of you that joined our Ladies Only Facebook exclusive page. We say it's exclusive because it's private. You right. have to be approved to join. It's not exclusive to where we're gatekeeping and you can't right. join us. But Michelle recently joined, and I'm sure since she posted it on the wall there, she doesn't mind if we read her her message. It said, hi, everybody. I accidentally found the podcast on Monday, and I've been binge listening for two days. I truly do feel like I have found my people. Many times while listening, I have found myself in tears because I have not had anyone in my life that I can talk to who understands how aging affects my mind and my body. And now I do. I'm excited to be part of this group. We're excited to have you, Michelle. And it's it's a real thing. It, there really are physical and real things that happen as you age yep. are not visible from the outside. Well, I mean, there are plenty that are visible from the outside, but there are plenty that are not. That are not visible. And when you told me what she had said, I literally teared up myself because that's why we're doing this podcast. So to have somebody actually say exactly what we were thinking when we started this, I mean, it definitely was the highlight of my day. So Michelle, you're the best. I spent some time uh, over the weekend in my feels, as the kids say, for some reason, I just felt, I don't want to use that phraseology that's rampant on Instagram and here and there, the less than, I felt less than, but I was starting to- Or triggered. Or triggered. <laughs> but, but I, you know, we've talked many times about that invisible feeling, and I was trying to explain to my husband why- for some reason, I was starting to feel like I was slipping away a little bit. I just couldn't explain it to him without it sounding like prideful right. or, you know, oh, I ex expect or demand a particular reaction right. from people. And 
how dare I expect or demand that reaction? And now it's going away and I feel like a peasant or something like that. It doesn't come out right. And I feel as though no matter how sensitive the men in your life are or the younger people in your life are, you have to talk to somebody who's walking in your shoes. I a hundred percent agree with that. Like when you were just saying that, I was thinking, God, I know exactly what she's talking about because you can't explain that to somebody else. It's you have to experience it. And I think you only experience it with other women over 50 or 60 that understand like you said, it's not always about the outside. Right. You know, or what are you talking about? You look great for your age. age. Well, thank you. That, that doesn't fall on deaf ears. It's always appreciated. A compliment is, is always welcome, but you're not hearing me if that's what you think right. I'm saying or alluding to. So we want to talk a little bit about self-care, self-care. One, one step you've already taken for self-care is finding your people. Yes. And that's not ignored in an article that I came across where it talks about the five self-care practices that apply to every area of your life. And the first one is actually um, physical self-care, which that's a no-brainer. Physical self-care. We've even had episodes where we've talked about all the different doctor's appointments. Yes. Have you found that you do things differently now um, in the in the guise of self-care versus just what used to be a checklist you go through like every year I get my pap smear now it's, do you ever think of it like self-care? No, uh, yes. I, especially since I turned 60, I think of a lot of it as self-care because if you don't take care of yourself, no one else is going to. And I think that's something you learn later in life Sure, because you have your mom who takes care of you or, you know, your husband or whatever. But as you get a lot older, you realize no one's reminding you to go get your physical. No one's reminding you to schedule your colonoscopy, you know, or your breast exams, you have to really be in charge of your own body. So yes, I think any kind of health um, appointments is self-care. Sure. Sure. That's the first one. The second one, social self-care. That's what we're offering here. Yes. I think. I think so too. And social self-care is really getting face-to-face with your friends or connecting on a regular basis basis with some intention. Um, you know, what are you doing to nurture your relationships with people that you miss or don't see regularly? And then also, how are you distancing yourself from those vampires that are making you feel worse? Yes. Because and that's I, self-care yep, too. That is self-care. It's it's the famous art of saying no or letting go, as we say every week. Um, that is self-care only really being around people that make you feel good, make you laugh, just don't bring you down in any way or make you feel bad about yourself. I think mental self-care, that's another of the five and mental self-care is if you need to talk to a professional, if you need to find a group of people that are going through the specific things that you are going through, that you do it. Yes. Yeah. And I think when you're with other people going through the same thing you're going through, you don't feel so bad because there's someone who can relate to your situation. Even if it's having some girlfriends that are around your age and not, you know, in their thirties or forties that you could really talk to about 
perimenopause or whatever you're going Mm -hmm. through that understand it. Um, I also think that type of self-care could just be, I need a day at home. I need a day at home to regroup, take care of myself, take a hot bath. That's also kind of in that category. You don't have to constantly be out or doing something. Home self-care, do you need to declutter? You know, is the clutter giving you anxiety? That's also self-care is taking care of your home so that when you come home, it you, you're happy to be home. It's not a stressful environment. I want to come back to that. I do. Spiritual self-care. I think that also speaks to whether or not you are getting everything you need, whether it is a religious mm-hmm. or something more Zen or more just the word spiritual covers so many different things, but that is journaling, journaling. That is a form of self-care as well. And emotional self-care. Now, a lot of these are overlapping. They go back and forth right. among themselves. So, you know, it's, it's weaving in and out of each other, but, but the, I think the primary takeaway on self-care is that it's something that you do specifically because you're trying to improve your own well-being. Right. And you don't have to wait for the new year to do self-care. I feel like, Everyone's talking about it right now because we're in a new year, but self-care should be an ongoing thing that you do for yourself. And when, when you feel like that's it, I I've hit a plateau, I need to regroup and take care of myself and then I'll be back better than ever, then do it. So now that we've talked about some of the different types of self-care, why is self-care important? I think that's pretty clear based on some of the things we've covered. But according to five self-care practices for every area of your life, which is the article I'm referencing, and I'll make sure it's in our show notes, reducing anxiety and depression, that's clearly a a good start, uh, improving your own happiness, increasing your energy, reducing burnout. I think we could do a whole episode labeled burnout. Mm-hmm. We truly could. And stronger interpersonal relationships because if part of your self-care is nurturing those friendships and those family relationships. Um, so developing a self-care plan. Yes. How do you go about it? Well, What do you need? What are you lacking in your life? If you feel that you have everything going for you socially, maybe it's professionally where you're, you're like, I'm going to give myself permission to focus on my career. Yes. That can be considered self-care. I totally think that Gina is one, one of our friends in our ladies only group who said that's exactly what she plans to do as far as her self-care and taking small steps. You've talked about baby steps before. Well, in organization, you take baby steps because people try to organize their whole entire house in one day and it never works out. It's they decide they want to get a sandwich or they want to catch up on Netflix or whatever it is, or the doorbell rings and then they get sidetracked. So taking small baby steps and starting with one area in your home is self-care like you can't even imagine because once you start to enjoy it, it just motivates you to move on to the next space. So here's a, here's a great baby step. I like Dana said sauna three times a week. Okay. That's pretty clear. That is a very clear, not just I'm going to do things that relax me, which is pretty open-ended, but she specifically says, I'm going to go sit in that sauna and I'm going to do it three times a week. Self-care. That's one kind of self-care. Um, Get a massage. um, Liesl said time block. Now I had to Google that. And then I also asked her on our ladies only page to elaborate. And she said, 
Um, you block off times on your calendar where you cannot be interrupted. It's called time blocking. Instead of having a, a to-do list, you actually schedule everything in certain blocks of time. And for some people, they've never done that. Yeah, that that's very interesting. Okay. I guess because I naturally do that. I think so. you do naturally. Yeah. Do that. You always seem to give yourself yeah. plenty of time I give to get myself, things done. Yes. So that's something you've always been good at. Uh, getting back on the exercise train. Um Bonnie said, I made my first ever Botox appointment. That's self-care. Yeah, it's self-care because when you look in the mirror, you're going to say, oh, I look more awake. Whether you do or do not want to do that, that's obviously a personal choice. But I think that is definitely considered self-care. I think it all falls under it. it. In other words, how about this? You now have permission to do the things that you weren't doing for yourself because they felt selfish. Right. That's self-care. Yep. Allowing yourself to get rid of the word selfish mm-hmm. and take the fish off. Yes. And add the care. Just, exactly. I totally agree. So, and then I'd like to kind of circle back to and how decluttering can be self-care, because I know you have found that that alleviates a lot of stress for people. Well, if you are someone who owns a home, an apartment, a condo, and you walk into that place every single day and there is stacks of paperwork everywhere, laundry that isn't done, you know, exercise equipment that's never used, that's sitting in your bedroom, items you meant to, you know, install like a curtain rod or a broken fan. Those are all stressors because they're like little monkeys on your back going, you should have, you should have done that. You should have taken the time to do that. You're lazy. Why aren't you fixing the things that need to be fixed? You're not taking care of your home. And that's part of self-care is scheduling those things. Even if it's an hour a week to declutter or 45 minutes, it, you will be amazed how much you get done in such a short amount of time and making lists for all the things in your house that need to be taken care of. And you will learn that as you stay on top of it, it doesn't become work. It just becomes something you do once a week or every day. You take five minutes out of your day. Self-care in your home is so important because you spend a majority of your hours in your home. And so taking care of that space is taking care of yourself. Well, we hope that you consider us part of your self-care. At the social parts, yes, the emotional parts, and we ask one thing. You know, there are there's this long list of things that that um, the textbooks about podcasts tell you to say at the end of your podcast. You know, give us five stars, leave us a review, uh, do this, do that. But what we like to say is, can you share us with one friend? Yes, that's really all. Just share us with one friend. If you would share us with one friend, that would be enough. That's really the best thing you can do because we're just trying to grow this community and we love it so much. Yes, I agree. Really, really do. And we read everything you write and love reading all of it. Mm. It really, really honestly makes us so glad that we do this podcast by hearing your responses out there. It's therapy for me. It is. It's therapy for me because I've, I've mentioned you know, at the start of this, that sometimes I go through things and I don't know who to tell. And now I feel like I'm telling a lot of people. (laughs) So, so anyway, um, you know, we love you. We appreciate you. Thank you so much. And remember with all things that are heavy on your heart and on your mind, you can let it go. And don't look back. 
Hi, it's Eden. Christine and I absolutely love bringing you Uncluttered and Unfiltered, the podcast for women over 50. For the first time, we're asking you for your help. A one-time or monthly donation from you will help us with production costs and help us grow this awesome community. Find a link to make a donation in our most recent show notes in our Uncluttered and Unfiltered Ladies Only Facebook group pinned to the top or on our Uncluttered and Unfiltered Facebook page. And in advance, thank you.